Welcome to Experience Share. Oh, you're doing the intro now. It's the last episode of the season. I could do it once. Did you see me sucking in a breath? <laughs> Did you see me sucking in a breath, Josh? I went like this. And you went, welcome to Experience Share. Okay, Hotshot, what are our fucking nicknames this week? Uh, Come up with your own right now. And don't look at the sheet. <laughs> well, okay, I'll do it. I'm going to do it. Don't look at the sheet. You have to come up with your own. I'm going to delete them right now. Uh, now they're gone. Um. Oh, God. Okay. I'm Josh Fielacarp. Bad. <laughs> Fielstad. And my co-host is Tan Tanros Greenring. Rose? Tanner Tanros. Tauros? Like oh, Tauros? Bad, bad. Hello and welcome <laughs> to Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast. My name is Tansy, aka Tanner Greenring. And I am joined this week, as I am every week, by my co-host, Fjellsprout, okay. aka Joshua Fjellstad. Those are better. This is a Pokemon podcast. We are playing through all the Pokemon games. We are in the final leg of Generation 1 Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. Wow. This is the final episode of the season. Can't believe we finally made it here. Now, we should explain that by season, we don't mean that we are going to take six months off before releasing the next episode. We're going to release the next episode next week. We just beat a game. Well, we will be releasing a oh, right. bonus episode before we go into the next quote-unquote season, but either way, we will be maintaining a weekly cadence. We're not going to take any time off because we are dedicated to you, the bug catchers, and to you... Game Freak, I guess, if you're listening. Plus, I mean, we just have a ton of games to get through. Yeah. So I had this at the end, but maybe we can cover it now. Is there a game that we want to try to tackle between, uh, like a one-off game that we want to try to tackle between Red and Blue? Maybe it's Pokemon Snap, or maybe it's Pinball? Something fairly quick and easy. I think we should do one of those games that's from the same, because they're all roughly from the same era. But I would definitely, of the like, Hey You Pikachus, Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Pinball, sure there are other ones that we'll have to look up. But I would definitely prefer to do Pokemon Snap. We can snap all those mons in like a weekend, probably. I'm trying to find like a chronological order of the games, including all of the, the non-main canon games. And it's surprisingly difficult. But Red and Blue came out in 96, and then Yellow came out in 98. And Pokemon Snap came out in 99, so I feel like that is our, that's the answer. Yeah, also, I already own it, and I have an N64 still, so that's pretty easy. I'm going to have to source both, <laughs> but I'm happy to. We could play it together. I bought it because the block I used to live in in Bushwick, which any bug catchers who live in the Bushwick area or just are vintage game fans, there's this great shop called like Madrid Video. It's on the corner of star in knickerbocker it's this just like run down video game store that's seemingly been there like since they invented video games and yeah they have a ton of shit and i used to just go there and like see whatever they had which is how i got the n64 too and they had pokemon snap once and i was like i mean it's like 20 bucks that's a good deal why not yeah but i i haven't actually touched it probably since uh i mean i don't know 2004 if that I've never played it in my life, and I don't even know what it is, really. 
You could probably piece it together. You take pictures of Pokemon? Yeah, that's right. It's a bit like Safari Zone, except rather than catching them, you're catching their pictures. Okay. You can, like, throw apples at them. Like, it has similar mechanics. What? (laughs) Why would I do that? I don't want to harm them. You can abuse them with the apples, but it's more of, like, it's a treat. Okay. And then they will come out of wherever they are and, like, try to feed on the apples. And then you get good picks. Okay. So anyway, I think let's let's make that the plan. There will be an interstitial episode between Pokemon Blue and Red and Pokemon Gold and Silver, wherein Josh and I will play Pokemon Snap, and that's the housekeeping for this week. Maybe I'll take this opportunity to reveal something that hopefully all of our, our mini listeners have pieced together on their own because our fans are surely very smart. But uh, we recorded this podcast over the course of four if not five months and all of the anecdotes where we're talking about the trips we've been on the various mishaps with our games and controllers and accessories all took place over that timeline so now we're on a weekly schedule but this we're gonna it's gonna take a while to catch up my son was born at the beginning of may and i was on paternity leave until september and we started while i was on leave right and it is now November, I'll admit. You probably won't hear this until well into January. But we did do a bunch of pre-pro, but now it's like we're we're going to be on a kind of schedule where only, we're only going to be like a couple weeks ahead of you guys, if even. I'm sure we'll eventually catch up too. Yeah. Let's stop talking about plans and start making jokes about Pokemon Joshua. I'm so tired. I I imagine you've had a similar journey that I did a couple of episodes ago, except yours was a choice. Yeah, thank you. I don't know if I would use that word, hero, but <laughs> you know. said it. I'll have to check the tape. I don't recall. I don't recall. You said it, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that because I feel like heroes are like like firefighters or people who are like saving refugees from the ocean or soldiers. Things like soldiers. that. So uh, soldiers, yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are heroes, Josh. So I wouldn't use the term hero to describe myself. It's very humble. Like you did. But is what I did over the last two weeks heroic? It's not for me to say. Sounds like you want to say it. I uh you don't need to you don't need to because i'm humble too and that's the most important part yeah i don't i don't know you're breaking up that last part i I couldn't really tell what what you were saying i played so much fucking pokemon blue over the last two weeks i rose to josh's challenge josh as you remember dropped his game boy advance sp with his pokemon red cartridge in it and lost his entire save file It, it happened Happen to be lost. There's no correlation necessarily. Are you to blame? Unclear. Uh, trial of my peers would have to... You wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that. One might. I might. Right. But it's tough to assign blame like that. You restarted your game on the 3DS. Right. You also did some heroic playing and managed to catch up to your save file, I think, around like gym six? Six, yeah. 18 hours in like four days. Keep in mind, we got to fucking the Elite Four. We essentially beat the game. I spent the last two weeks completely recreating my save file on my <laughs> 2DS and did it and did the damn thing. I have to say, I mean, it's very impressive. One way or Re-beat another. Rebeat the game, 
got all the way to the Elite Four, sent Josh a text message four nights ago and said, look at what I've done. Had all six of my Pokemon at level 55 ready to battle, ready to take on the Elite Four, ready to take on my two heinous, disgusting rivals. <laughs> Good and cool, Josh, and uh, bad, lesser Josh. Yes. How did your family feel about your uh, endeavor? I don't know, Josh, because I didn't <laughs> talk to them for two weeks. Every night I'd get home and Jamie would be like, okay, I'm going to make dinner. I was like, okay, great. I have to play a little Pokemon. And she's like, okay. <laughs> and then she's like, do you want to watch something? I was like, you can just put on whatever. I have to play a little Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And I would just sit and play Pokemon from the time I got home at like 6.45 until I went to bed at like 10.45 every night. Wow. Just a little mon. Never hurt anybody. Just got to get a little mon in. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything in the oh. game. I beat the gyms. I went into the Safari Zone just to be able to get Surf. Right. Like, I didn't do any of the extras. All three of the legendary birds are still flying free in my version of Kanto. Oh, thank God. It's better than under your... I didn't capture a single one of them. Dominion. So, yeah, it was a slog. It's a very impressive feat, and I have admire you for doing it in order that we were able to battle. Whether or not your hero will be for history to judge. Yeah, it sounds like you've already made a judgment there, and I... <laughs> I thank you for the accolades, and it means a lot to me that a friend, a close friend of mine, is prostrating himself. <laughs> I I don't re uh, recall falling on his any, knees, any such comment, and screaming at the glory of my heroism. But yes, I think let's let the bug catchers decide. Yeah, yeah. But I did get my Pokemon up to the the requisite level. So now feels like as good a time as any to do a level check. Level check. Going into the Elite Four, my six-man team, my six all-water, all-powerhouse team was set. Every single Pokemon was at level 55. There was my old standby, my oldest friend, Jean-Baptiste, my Blastoise. There was a relative newcomer to the team, Starmie Francoise, mm -hmm. level 55. There was my old old buddy, Gear. So you know what I realize now in the very last episode of this season? Oh, what is that? Its name isn't Gyarados. It's Gyarados. Yeah, but I don't think you pronounce that A. It's Gyarados. G-Y-A-R-A-D-O-S. Gyarados. Gyarados. But I don't... Uh, we're going to have to listen to, and maybe I'll, I'll play a clip of a Japanese person saying... Magikarp has evolved into Gyarados! Gyarados? I feel like that's one of the few of the, the handful of Pokemon where there is a debate, which we've had throughout the season of... How sexy it is. Tangela versus Tangela. Oh, sorry, yeah. Rattata versus Rattata. I, Gyarados is sexy. I mean, we don't have to debate that. <laughs> it's like a daddy. If you're like into being swallowed whole, which a lot of people <laughs> are, bore. I'm not. I'm not. But a lot of people are. Then maybe Gyarados is your thing. Anyway, my Gyarados Oberon, you remember him. Of course. My Polyrath Pierre, level 55. My Cloister, Celeste, level 55, and then Josh, hate to do it to him. Ugh. Hate to do it to him. And by um, I mean you. 
uh-huh. newcomer to the team. A last-minute switcheroo. There was a couple last-minute switcheroos as I was replaying on the 2DS. I realized that Marguerite, my tentacruel... You barely even remember what she was. (laughs) She wasn't doing me any any favors. I didn't like her. I didn't like her moveset. I didn't like her complete lack of defense. So I cut her loose. And then I thought, well, you know what would be funny? To power level my HM friend, Hubert, my crabby to be the strongest Pokemon on my team so that when I'm battling Josh, he'll like get through all my main Pokemon and be like, he only has one left. Who's it going to be? And it's going to be my HM friend who knows like vice grip, <laughs> surf, strength, and, and cut. Oh, <laughs> such a, that would have been such a gross reveal. <laughs> so I sat and leveled my Krabby for a while too and got into level 30 and he evolved into a Kingler. And then I was like, this sucks, and I and it's going to take <laughs> so long for me to like level this thing to 80, which was going to be my plan. So I was like, all right, I know Josh is going to have that Alakazam. I literally helped him evolve it. Got to find something that can do a little damage against Alakazam. Caught myself a slow poke, leveled it into a slow bro. Which is exactly what I was worried about in episode, what, seven? I was like bringing up how perhaps I was entertaining Bringing a Slowbro into my team? Well, you didn't, and I did, and his name is Toulouse. It's my idea. And he's level 55 going into the Elite Four. What about your mon? Also, all level 55. Josh and I did meet up to get moderately drunk one night a couple weeks ago without recording the podcast and just, like, talk about the podcast. Oh, yeah. And we did come to an agreement that in order to make things a fair and level playing field for our battle... We would only level our Pokemon to level 55, headed into the Elite Four. Correct. And that was somewhat arbitrary, but mostly because I demanded to be able to have a Dragonite, and Dragonair does not evolve until level 55. But when we faced off, which we will recount later in the episode, all of our Pokemon were only leveled based on experience that they got while facing the Elite Four. Yeah. So there was no level 80 uh, Kingler kind of shenanigans yeah it would have been fun though huh imagine that imagine (laughs) that you tear through my team and all of a sudden there's a level 80 kingler i would have allowed it that would have been hilarious and i'm sure i would have uh stomped it like a at a red lobster's crab fest level 80 (laughs) yeah okay i think so who your mon who your mon all right henry the eighth machamp been around since a rock tunnel i believe yeah gross Got a gross look. Got a gross vibe. Churchill, Raichu. I fucking hate that fucking Raichu. My second second longest member of the team. Caught in Viridian Forest at level three, level four. I can't even remember. It's been so long. We've been such good buds. You know how I feel about your Raichu. <laughs> I'm familiar. I feel that there's a begrudging respect. Oh, I wouldn't say there's any respect at all. My team respects him. Do you think the ant has any respect for the shoe as the heel drops on it, Josh? (laughs) Uh, I guess not, because the ant doesn't have a big enough brain uh, and is dead (laughs) at the end of it, so there's no chance for reflection. Then we have Victoria Dragonite, the newest inductee, but she earned her keep. Bodica, Vileplume, one of my favorites ever ever since he cleaned up her act. Yeah. Back in those days when she was a gloom. Cleaned up her mouth. 
cleaned up. <laughs> yeah. She has just been consistent. Can't even remember the last time she fainted. Then we have Lord Gort, Alakazam. Been around since Cerulean City, Cerulean Cape. Very festive, great preened mustache. Really takes care of himself. <laughs> just as he takes care of all of his enemies on the battlefield. And then finally, it felt fitting to put Palmerston, the Charizard, the original. Couldn't really say that I could have gotten through this journey without him. Yeah. Obviously, it wasn't much use in our battle, but in every other battle, no, he was. Especially with the swords, swords dance to Earthquake or Slash setup that I had. Let's keep teasing the bug catchers with regards to the, the battle between me and you. And let's talk about what we did in the games. Save the best for last. We ended the last episode after Victory Road and found our way to like that weird Pokemon Center slash Pokemon store. The like strip mall, like gas station. Built up on the top <laughs> of like Indigo Plateau or whatever. I think that I ranted about this already, but I just want to say one last time, absurd, just awful selection of items. It's like a Sunoco rather than like an Exxon, you know? Yeah. It's totally fucking random. Yeah, but by then you have a bird with fly. Just fly anywhere you want. Go yeah, back to Celadon. I had to go into my PC, get Brian out again. I guess. I, I didn't struggle with it as much as you did, but... So then after that, it's just a straight shot to the end of the game. You enter a door, and you walk down a short corridor, and then you're battling the first of the Elite Four, Lorelei. Lorelei is a water-slash-ice trainer. She is, I think, technically ice-focused, interestingly. That doesn't really explain why she has a slow bro, because he's water psychic. I mean, it sounds like she's trying to sort of inhabit uh, Mr. Squirt's base. Yeah. And here's a question. Is she trying to court Mr. Squirt? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Does she see what Mr. Squirt is doing? And she's like, what if we teamed up and battled everyone in the world together with our powerful ice and water and dual type water Pokemon? And also became lovers. If that's what you're both down to do, it also accomplishes your uh, probably the largest thorn in your side this season, which was not being able to have an Articuno. That's a loophole. If your partner is an ice trainer, you're a water that's trainer, true. you can and you have the Articuno. Well, you can get it. It's our Articuno. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, it would be our Jinx, too, which I feel less good about because she did have a Jinx, which is Ice Psychic. Yeah. And I feel like I would that would be part of, like, the prenup, <laughs> which is like, listen, I love you. Obviously, you're my best friend, and I want to spend the rest of my life with you. But if we're going to do this, you do need to release your Jinx because I can't. Like, imagine if you're, like, in the boudoir and you're getting, like – frisky and then you look over and you're like jinx is sitting there just like watching you you had there are pokeballs for a reason you could just put it away in your own home joshua you're gonna go home and like keep all your pokemon and pokeballs monster i don't let my cats in the room at night i would let them all run around the house it's the same thing your cat i can literally see your cat laying on the bed right behind you <laughs> okay well he was already there and I'm not sleeping. 
I would hate to like you're under the sheets, you're doing a little kissing, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna shut off the lights, and you like get up and and Jinx is just s- sitting there at the bottom of the bed, like Jinx or whatever. Disgusting. You had to make sure that you would get this some kind of sexual. Lorelai's Jinx <laughs> is not my you make me barf Pokemon of the week. Oh. And we will get to that later, even though it is not a good sprite. No, Jinx is very bad. <laughs> Otherwise, Lorelai, her team is rather festive. I think it's a dugong, level 54, cloister 53, slowbro 54, the dreaded jinx 56, but then Lapras 56. Lapras is a handsome overall mon. Attractive and pretty powerful team. I mean, she didn't really use them to their best of ability, but yeah. Lapras is a handsome mon. A couple of them are pretty handsome mon. I was surprised you did not use a Lapras, actually. Both Lapras and Dugong crossed Mr. Squirt's radar for sure. You know, he's he's a pretty open-minded dude, and he likes to keep his options open. But in the end, it really just came down to who I thought would hold up the longest against you. Sure. Lapras does have a hefty amount of hit points. Well, a lot of my Pokemon had a lot of hit points, and it didn't fucking matter because fucking Raichu just, like, gobbled them up. (laughs) Just like Churchill to a bottle of brandy. (laughs) That's good. So, Lorelai, did you... How'd you do with her? I had a strategy of kind of trying to preserve my... Who I knew would be champions until later. So I actually opened with Charizard gambling that she would not open with one of the water ice combos and i was correct she opened with jinx thankfully so he just flamethrowered her super effective i think a one-hit ko after that she brought out lapras i brought in vile plume lapras used blizzard and it actually hit on the first try and that was a one-hit ko that was the one one-hit KO in, in my Elite Four experience. Okay. Right after I'm talking about, oh, I can't even remember the last time Budika fainted. It was then. It was in the Elite Four. I repressed it. I was very broken up about that. And after it happened, I had to uh, I had to lash out. Okay. And I brought Raichu in. Your fucking precious little Raichu, huh? Churchill avenged all of them. Uh, I never brought anyone else in. It was just Raichu. I think a one-hit KO on all of them. Right. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I'm familiar with that. (laughs) Well, how did it go for you? Obviously, there was some lack of super effectiveness, but Toulouse did did some some good damage against them. I think Gyarados and Poliwrath both had enough varied moves that I got through her pretty quickly. I think a lot of the, like, body slams and stuff like that was enough to make short work of her yeah you had enough combos that you could ride that out you can be pretty varied with a all water team when you need to be and speaking of water teams you must have made short work of our next combatant bruno oh it was like a fucking joke (laughs) it was a joke he was a joke to me you know that song the river by garth brooks I I would have to hear it again. I'm going to have to... You're asking me to sing it? Okay, I'll, I'll sing it. Fine. Yeah, sing it. Sing it, sister. There's a couple relevant lyrics that I want you to listen out for as I'm singing. 
but here it goes. I'm pulling up the lyrics because I don't think I know them very well. It's about Christ. You know a dream is like a river, ever-changing as it flows. And the dreamer's just a vessel that must follow where it goes, trying to learn from what's behind you. And never knowing what's in store makes each day a constant battle just to stay between the shores. I wish I, I gotta see if I can get a lighter. One sec, one sec, one sec. Oh, so then there's the bridge later, okay? This is what Bruno was thinking the entire time he was battling Mr. Squirt. Okay. And there's bound to be rough waters and I'll know I'll take some falls. But with the good Lord as my captain, I can make it through them all. He didn't make it through them all. The good Lord abandoned him. <laughs> and the song is about Jesus, and don't let that change your opinion on Garth Brooks or the song. It's a beautiful song. It's about when you were a boat and life is a river. And... Bruno encountered some rough waters and he took some falls but with the good lord as Mr. Squirt's captain he made it through them all is this analogy holding up? just turns out that god in this case was Kyogre because you clearly is that a Pokemon? <laughs> in Ruby and Sapphire it's the like lord of, of water and he sent his only son to earth to be sacrificed for humanity's sins? fucked up yeah oh. <laughs> fucked up thing to do <laughs> anyway that's what happened to bruno bruno is all rock and ground and fighting and my water pokemon handily drowned his onyx sci onyxes two onyxes hitmonchan hitmonlee and machamp it's sad and funny to me in the early ones but i think it, i mean mostly in particular this first generation they theme the trainers, but they run out of Pokemon that can fit the theme. <laughs> so There's Bruno other... is technically fighting, but they had to throw in two fucking Onyxes because they're like, uh, uh. We're out of fighting. Pokemon. I don't know what else we got. They also could have just done another rock Pokemon. They could have done Graveler. I don't think you even see a Golem, you know? Mm. Wait, is Golem the final evolution of that line golem's the final evolution of geodude graveler but you had to trade him okay that's what i meant they could have done golem yeah why on why two onyxes bruno's doesn't have any friends stupid anyway i i drowned his onyxes and my and then tulu's just just to exercise his mental muscles a little bit tulu's got out there and did some handy psychicking and confusioning against <laughs> Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, and Machamp. Pretty similar for me. I brought out Machamp to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Onyxes and the Machamp because I thought that would be kind of fun. And it was just karate chops flying, low kicks on the Onyxes, super effective. They, I mean, it was a joke, to be honest. He's a joke. And why? Wh I what brought business does he even for Hitmonchi and Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. And it was lights out. Hitmonchi is a good one. Hitmonchi. Hitmonchi is a good idea for a Pokemon where it's psychic fighting and his thing is just like mind games, you know? That's good. We should be pitching Pokemon. Hitmonchi. Hitmonchi would make a lot of sense 
because what's their other one that they bring in? Hitmontop, and then they have Metatite, which I think is fighting and psychic, but why not Hitmonchi? Is there a Hitmon bottom? <laughs> uh, only only some of the Hitmontops. We both beat Bruno, and we have two more of the Elite Four to go, but I do think before we talk about Agatha and Lance, we should take a break. Next up, third of four elite trainers in the elite four. I mean, I gotta say, Agatha, and I know this is tailored to one of my Pokemon in particular, but Agatha was the easiest for me. And that is because two two things. First of all, yeah, I didn't like she opens by trashing Professor Oak, my mentor. Oh, you think they're like old friends or old enemies? I think they're old rivals. And she goes, oh, yeah, Professor Oak, I remember him. He went to just go fiddle with his Pokedex like some child. Gross. Is that a euphemism? Uh, That's even more troubling. (laughs) But it's disparaging. go home and fiddle with my Pokedex. (laughs) Everyone does from time to time. (laughs) Yeah. It's totally normal. Especially children. I mean... <laughs> yeah, that's when you kind of, like, figure it out. It's like, we're teen boys. Like, yeah, I didn't love that. And also, speaking of kind of the rivalry thing, and to place this podcast in a moment of time, Sword and Shield came out last week. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we've been playing a little bit of it. Like, months ago at this point. Yeah, months ago for you, last week for us. And I don't love the manufactured fucking rival thing that they have now between you and Hop, where it's like, oh, yeah. we're going to be rivals and like come up together. And it's like, no, rivals hate one another. Bad Josh said to me, I'll smell you later like I smell. <laughs> They're mean. They're mean, like Agatha and Oak. Rivals are not supposed to be your friend. They are supposed to inspire you to better yourself because you want to crush them like the cockroaches they are. Yeah, exactly. Like the Ariadoses they are, like the Spinarax they are. Something. <laughs> Spinarax sounds like a spider Pokemon. Is there not a cockroach Pokemon? You're going to meet that one next generation. Anyway, Agatha also had two of the same Pokemon for some reason. There's 151 of these fucking things, Game Freak. Also, she has a Haunter and two Gengar, which is even more egregious. It's like the lower evolved form and then two of its evolved form. Like, <laughs> just... I know they ran out of cartridge space, apparently. That's like a lot of like Dr. Lava's Lost Pokemon, which we've referenced before. Great Twitter account. And most of the time, the tweets are about these cool as hell Pokemon that got cut because they just didn't have enough space in the cartridge. But it's like there's so much fat you could have trimmed. Jinx, for example. Nobody needs that. Yeah. Mr. Disgusting. Mine? Mr. Get Mine? this out of here. Get out of here. I would have been much happier with 148 pokemon it occurs to me though was there another poison type so she's ghost poison she's ghost specifically but gengar and haunter and arbok and and golbat all happen to also be poison everyone on her team is poison i was like listen i hope you can go find a pokedex to fiddle with because I'm about to Gross, Josh. Don't wipe this team out. It's like 80-year-old woman. <laughs> I just bring in Al- Alakazam, one-hit KO every single one of them. 
And I was like, see a sister? Yeah, I brought in Cloyster with her ice powers. And that did the job. I think that did the job. I think Cloyster is the one I really relied on. I'm just like, what I'm caught up on now, though, Josh, is like, why two fucking Gengars? Like, she could have found another poison. Like, she could have had, like, a Ninerino, you know? Or like yeah, a just make her a poison. Venomoth, or like a Tentacle, like some, or Muck. She could have been Muck, pure poison. Or Weezing. Easily. She could have had a, a, any number of poison Pokemon instead of two fucking Gengars. They're obviously loose with the theming, because you have the Onyxes with Bruno who's fighting. So at that point, if they're just loosely clustered by theme, you could easily get away with having a Weezing in this lineup. Would have been fine. Would have felt fine. I assumed all of these trainers were double type. Or uh, Marowak. She could have that that Marowak. The Ghost Marowak. Yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been cool as hell. Although I guess we we freed her soul or, or something. But she loves battling so much that she came back to be Agatha's Ghost Marowak. That would have been dope. All right. So she's out. So we both beat Agatha. Yeah. Lance. Lance. Um, now, Lance's whole thing is dragon types. I was envious. I was envious of that. He's got... Lance has an energy that I'll admit I'm pretty drawn to. Yeah. He's got his like character sprite. He's got a big cape. <laughs> he's kind of sitting there with his arms crossed, looking very smug. You walk up to him, and he's just like, my dragons are going to fucking obliterate you. Yeah. And he was the only one of the four where I was just like, oh, shit. Is this guy's dragons going to fucking obliterate me? Because he seems pretty fucking cocky and confident. And also, you can't heal, right? So it's like, you're at the end of four out of four battles, and this guy's like, I have the most powerful dragons in the world. And you're like, shit, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this one. Once you just leave the door of Agatha, you leave her in the dust. I forgot that for him, you don't get the chance to heal. They just automatically root your character right up to him. And then it's like, you can't change your order. Yeah. And then he does have these super powerful dragons, including a level 62 Dragonite. Yeah. Because I respect Lance and I respect his energy and I respect where he's coming from. And he did... He was the most difficult of all the Elite Four for me to defeat. I will not draw too much attention to the fact that he's got two fucking <laughs> Dragonairs on his team. Both level 56. He finds Dragonair very... Uh... It's a fetching Pokemon. But two, you don't need two. You don't need two. Especially you got a Dragonite also. Uh, is Have there another a Charizard. Pokemon? Have a Charizard. It's not technically a dragon, but neither is Gyarados and neither is Aerodactyl. So... Right. Just give up the ghost. I know, obviously, you got a thing for Dragonair. That's fine. We're fine. Fine with that. We all kind of have that thing. But bring Charizard into the mix. I agree that Charizard is the right choice aesthetically. Okay. Anyway, Lance Toast. I I did beat him. It was my biggest struggle of the game. Specifically, the hyper beams, I think, is really what... Yeah, they were flying. ...took the most out of my mon... I brought out Dragonite because she has Ice Beam, and Ice Beam made quick work of the Dragonairs and Dragonites, and then I brought out Raichu again because I was just like, uh, electric moves are four times effective on Gyarados, so that was easy. I taught my Gyarados 
Thunderbolt, and that is who I use to take care of most of Lance's flying dragon types. Smart. And then the other two, I just used Celeste, my cloisters, Ice Beam. Ice Beam is a hell of a move. Yeah, Ice Beam owns. Then we faced off against Greg and Bad Josh. And he just still had his old stupid Pokemon. It's old hat. I've already beaten these guys six times. There's no surprises here. Like, why don't you just give up? Well, he he has to now. He's going to go back to his, like, house in Palatown to, like, live with his little sister. He's like a whatever equivalent of, like, a... A gym, but he's like a yoga teacher at a gym. That's his thing. Well, he's going to be like one of those people who you face before you face the gym leader. That's a concession I'm willing to give to him. When Mr. Squirt takes over the SSN and turns it into a floating gym. Right. Bad Josh can be one of the people who's in the room with me who like you have to fight in order to get to Mr. Squirt. Yeah, that's acceptable. That's very uh, kind. Very kind of you, actually. I think it's generous. I, I do want to say just that Greg, I, I didn't love that Greg's comment was that he never made any mistakes raising Pokemon. And I'm like, you got an Arcanine using Roar at level fucking 63. You allowed your Eradicate to be killed. Right. None of my Pokemon have fucking died. I played this game twice, Bad Josh. Smell you later. Smell you later. <laughs> then we went to the... Unknown Dungeon, or Mystery Dungeon, or Cerulean Cave, or whatever it's called. There's a there's outside of Cerulean City, there's this cave. You go up the Nugget Bridge, you surf down, and you get to this cave that is full of items and mazes and high-level, like, level 55 Pokemon. No surprises. No, no Pokemon we've never seen before. They are a high level, um, and it's it's an area you can only reach. It has like a bodyguard. Like a bouncer. For the earlier part of the game, which is also strange. Is that his job? I don't know. I don't know either. Someone paying him? In any case, I was glad he let me in there because I knew, I knew what was waiting for me in that unknown dungeon. And I discovered what was waiting for me in that unknown dungeon, Josh, and it was my... Ew, make me barf Pokemon of the week. And I'm really sorry, really, really sorry to say it, Josh. Fuck you. I don't dislike Mewtwo necessarily. The Gen 1 sprite from Mewtwo is an abomination. (laughs) It's so bad. It's cool, though. It's cool. It looks like what it has been described as throughout the game, which is like a failed like experiment of some sort. Genetic experiment. Yeah. It's like head is all lumpy and it's all like hunched over. Well, it was actually more of a, such a success that they couldn't control it. It looks so gross. So it wasn't a failure. And while you were exploring the caves, did you have a Josh's Sweetie of the week? Well, Josh's Sweetie... Was of course Mewtwo. <laughs> so, so we already made it to a both are the same, which I was not expecting to happen so soon. And I understand your points. This sprite is not that great. Yeah, he is in general a very sleek Pokemon. He's got cat-like features. He's got 
He can control everything with his mind. He can actually no, I know. communicate I know. with us so we can hang look at, out. Look at the note I left in the dock right underneath. He's got a cool sound. Right underneath where I talk about our sweetie and, and you make me barf. Look at the note I left. Oh, oh no. <laughs> we, uh, we might both agree on that one. <laughs> what does it say? It says Mewtwo dummy thick though. Mewtwo is dummy thick, though. As much as I didn't like his sprite in Gen 1, still a man, Josh. <laughs> still hot blood pumping through my body, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess I'll wait to see what happens to Mewtwo in future games. He gets even more festive. He gets better looking in every... Uh, he's like a fine wine. He gets armor at some point, you told me about? In the Pokemon, the first movie, in the anime in general... Which is my favorite Mewtwo of all of them. Or I also have some debate, but that's for another time. That I, I have a theory that the Mewtwo that is in Detective Pikachu is the same Mewtwo that's in Pokemon the first movie. Because in okay. Mewtwo Strikes okay. Back, okay. he goes okay. and okay. hides in the okay. jungle. He comes back. <laughs> we'll talk about that when we have the uh, writers. When we have the writers <laughs> on here. Anyway. Then. The armored Mewtwo is... Oh imply God. is like what broke out of cinnabar uh lab okay okay but you don't see it in the games you only see the aftermath but in the anime he's in it josh <laughs> we both caught mewtwo we both defeated the game and the cerulean cave and then two nights ago you and i met up at a bar in our neighborhood between our two neighborhoods that's where we want to do and finally did our dark business and battled what a number of obstacles that we had to go through in order to finally fight. And we did that because we, we did that for our fans. We did that for the bug catchers. We could have backed out. We did that so for So many opportunities we yeah. could have backed out. We could have said, we're not battling. It's too bad. It's too dumb. And it's ultimately meaningless. And who cares even what happens in the battles or even what the outcomes are because the battles are dumb and like who even gives a shit, you know? And it was a wash. <laughs> and who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. The battles are meaningless. So let's just wrap up the episode. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I mean, all of uh, the bug catchers must be anxious to hear any any kind of information about how those battles went. Aside from what we've already said, if I uh, if I yeah. may, I mean, it was a little bit of a it was a Josh's, sweep. Judge's right shoe killed all my guys. <laughs> I. I tried to make it interesting by opening the first... We battled twice. I opened the first battle with Charizard because I was like, maybe it can get a shot or two in and that'll help out the rest of the team. He did a swords dance. And then I think your Gyarados, which was your opening both times, Gyarados like Hyper Beam or... No, Hydro Pump missed. And then he got in a slash, a, a fearsome slash. Then your Hydro Pump hit. And then he was out. And then I was like, all right. Here comes Churchill. No, I beat... The first time we battled, I beat two of your Pokemon. I think I beat Charizard and maybe Vileplume. Maybe, yeah. And then you brought out Churchill, and it was just like six Thunderbolts, and all six of my Pokemon were dead. Yeah. And then we had a rematch, and the rematch was a little more interesting. You brought in... I opened with Victoria, the Dragonite, because I wanted to make it more interesting. Whom I defeated... You did, you did get her. And then you brought out Lord Gort, and there was a little bit of a, an interesting tete-a-tete -tete between 
Lord Gort and Toulouse, my slow bro. Yeah. Lord Gort, your Alakazam, I should say. And Toulouse, my slow bro. And then you took the cowardly way out. You oh, you oh, saw that thing. I don't have time. You saw that things were going south for Lord Gort, and you said, swap it in, Churchill. It wasn't going south. Yes, it it was, was that we were both just swapping psychics, and you used amnesia, and then when I finally got you down low enough, you used rest. And then you got all of it back. Your special defense is so high. I was sitting there getting rid of like an eighth You're of saying the you HP were losing. every time. You were losing, so you Gort, took the coward's way out, Lord and Gort you put wasn't Lord Gord about away. To faint. I swapped him out because I needed to speed things up. You put Lord Gord away, and you brought in Raichu, and you d destroyed my team. <laughs> you destroyed my yeah, team. Yeah, Raichu twice. was the the MVP of uh of those battles. I never would have needed Jolteon, Queen Mary. Uh, may she rest in peace. It sucked, but I think next game. Gen 2, Pokemon Gold and Silver, which we will be starting the week after next. You and I will be more evenly matched because I will not be hemmed in by type. That's right. And I won't reveal what the plan is yet, but I will in two weeks when we start playing Gold and Silver. Needless to say, I will not be restricted to just one type of Pokemon. I will have Pokemon of varied types available to me. So hopefully it will be a slightly more even match when we face off multiple times now that we're both playing on 2DS and 3DS in Pokemon Gold and Silver. Next week, Joshua, you and I will be playing Pokemon Snap. That's right. There will be an interstitial episode to get you ready for Gen 2 and Season 2 of the show. This is... Experience Share, the Pokemon podcast. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere that you are able to rate and review the show. Please do it. Especially while you have a little time in between seasons so people can get caught up. We'll also do a final wrap-up credits, although these will not be changing in Gen 2, but just thanks again to Matt Schiltz for all of the music. And thank you to Gareth Johnson, who made our show art yeah. and our custom Pokemon illustrations. So thank you to everyone who helped this happen. Tell as many people as you can. Obviously, we're going to keep doing it, but like, that would be a nice thing to do. Follow us on Twitter, at ExperienceSharePod. ExpSharePod. ExpSharePod. And Instagram, ExpSharePod, where Josh does these little fun audio what do you call them audiograms audiograms where you can listen to josh's favorite bit from the episode thank you for joining us as always my name is tanner Greenring, aka tansy and i'm joined as always by my co-host josh said aka fiel sprout joshua smell you later smell you later see you in johto <laughs>